Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hello, this episode is a highly requested one. Um, I pulled you guys over on Instagram, which if you're not following over there, make sure that you definitely are at doctor.confections because that's where I share more day-to-day stuff um, and little things pick up along the way. Um, But anyway, I did a poll over there and most of you wanted to hear about marketing hits and misses in the first year of my startup practice. So I'm excited to bring this episode to you guys and just share what worked, what didn't, and what we're doing for the upcoming year. So marketing is tricky because when you decide to open a practice, you're worried a lot about treatment and actually, you know, for me, doing orthodontics. And I know it's hard in our education to fit everything in, but we really don't learn basically anything about business or marketing. And so this often, I think, is a big miss for people. So I would encourage you to do some research on marketing in general. So I, as you guys know, listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I also read the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek, which I would highly, highly recommend. Um, It's really about figuring out the vision for your company, your business, and using that as kind of a guide for everything that you do. And he has a famous quote in there that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I try to keep that in mind all the time with everything I do. And I also share that with my team so that we make sure that we are on the same page. But All of that to say that it's important to understand the basics of how marketing works because I personally, you know, I was a biology major because I was just focused on getting into dental school and then went straight to ortho residency. So I had no business background and I definitely didn't know anything about marketing. So I would encourage you to look even outside of your industry for advice on this. Um, So there's a lot of content out there about online marketing and digital marketing. And I used a lot of that knowledge that I acquired through podcasts and things like that to guide me. And I'm definitely still learning. I am definitely not a marketing expert, but I think it's important if you're going to own a business to have a basic understanding of the tenets of marketing, so much so that I may even dedicate a future episode to kind of some basic marketing principles just to give you guys a good introduction. 
I do think though that marketing is a little bit of trial and error. I think especially with a new business, you have to try many different things and kind of see what sticks, see what does well, and alter your strategy based on that. So if you just do random actions, you're probably just going to get random results. So I think tracking your marketing efforts is super important. So from the beginning, I tracked how much I spent on every different marketing venture that I tried and then how much of a return we got on it so that I could see, hey, this is worth it or it's not. Um, And every month I have my office coordinator run a referrals report so that we can see where most of our patients are coming from. And I think it's super important to have this data so that you can adjust your strategy because a lot of times patients will be coming in the door and you don't necessarily know where they're coming from. If it's not on your intake form to have them say what their referral source is or how they heard about you, that 100% needs to be on there. Um, It's integrated into our new patient online form. There's just a spot where they put how they heard about us and then we take that data, tag it in their patient chart, and then my office coordinator uses that to run a monthly report. I think this is something that is relatively common. So most practice management softwares I think should allow you to do this, but if not, I would say you need to find a way to make it work because having that data is super important to your marketing plan going forward and any changes that you might need to make. So from that monthly report for the year, our top three referral sources were um, my mom's dental practice, which is about 10 minutes away. Um, My mom's a general dentist, and of course, she is sending patients to me. I'm so lucky to have that. Um, But then also other patients and our social media ads. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about those in a second, but following those kind of top three, the next year of success in terms of the number of patients that it brought into the office are Google search, um, people who just drive by or walk by the office, and then just plain social media. So somebody says that they saw us on Facebook or Instagram, but they didn't come through one of our social media ad channels. When I look at those top categories, there's two main kind of areas that stick out to me. One is personal referrals and the other is the internet. So the personal referrals I'm counting from my mom's practice and also from other patients. So that shows me two things. One, that it's super important to establish a good relationship with the doctors in my area because When those patients are coming from the doctor who they trust, then they want to 
take their recommendation and they're going to go where they send them. Same thing with personal referrals with patients. So if you have a good friend and they're in Invisalign or their kid is in braces and they're having a good experience, you're just going to go where they went because they're already telling you all the good things. So if it's someone that they know, like, and trust, whether that be their primary general dentist or a friend or family member, that goes a million miles. I find that those people come in and they start right away. They don't go for a second opinion because they already come into the office knowing that you are the person that this other person who they trust had recommended. So it's kind of like breaking down that first barrier. And then finally, there's the internet, which is super powerful, as we all know, but I've been working on our social media pages. So we've been pretty consistent with posting on Facebook and Instagram, but I really didn't start running social media ads until the last quarter of 2022. And to have that with just those three months be one of our top overall patient producing streams for the year, to me that stands out as like, whoa, we are doing something right here. We need to keep that up. And I did a lot of other things besides just this stuff. Um, you know, we do have a fair amount of patients coming in from other offices, but I want to really buckle down and nurture those referrals in the coming year. I want to make an effort to reach out more to the doctors so that without a question, I am the practice that they are referring to because that is the relationship that I have with my mom's office. You know, pretty much anybody who needs ortho, I'm her go-to person and I need to become that for other offices. Right now we are in the mix, but I've seen it from other offices where they just have a paper and they say, you need ortho and they have the list of all the local orthodontists and I'm on that list, but I want to be the one that they are verbally saying to the patients or the one at the front desk that the office manager is telling patients or the reception person is telling patients, oh, go see Dr. Funk. So that's one of my goals for the upcoming year because I see the power of those conversions. But in addition to all the little things, I mean, we also sponsored a lot of local events and school teams. We sponsored the school musical. We've done stuff for the elementary school and they had a handbag bingo just a couple weeks ago. And we also did a bunch of community events. So I attended like our township community day and 
a few of those types of things throughout the year. We also hosted some events. So we had the pop-up shop with a local boutique. We had photos with Santa. And um, those events are definitely more time-consuming in terms of planning for them, getting things ready for them. And they are a little bit more costly. And I don't think that they directly translate into patients booking appointments and starting treatment with us. There's also things like we sponsored a little league team. We did a couple of postcard mailers and the postcard mailers did result in a handful of patients, but they are pretty expensive. So the return on investment, I think just doesn't compare to some of the other avenues that seem to be working really well for us. It doesn't mean that I will never do postcard mailers again in the future because we did get some patience from it. I just think that right now when budget is tighter, I really want to focus on the stuff that is going to yield us more direct patient starts. But all the other stuff, even though it may not have resulted in direct conversions, I think that they are still important. I think that they are more about playing the long game in terms of awareness and people knowing that we're here and that when they think of orthodontics, that they think of our practice. So for example, like I briefly mentioned, we did sponsor a local little league team which was cute. We got to have our names on the back of their jerseys. We had a boys baseball team and a girls um, softball team. And I think it was about $750 and that got our name on the jerseys. And then we also had to sign up at the fields where they play. So our banner was kind of displayed. And you know, it wasn't super cheap, wasn't super expensive. $750 is not a crazy amount of money as far as sponsorships go. But we, I thought, didn't have any patience from it. I think I ended up sponsoring the team in late February or early March of 2022. And then just in December, we had a patient, a new patient come in and on the intake form, his mom wrote that we were the sponsor of his little league team. So when he had gone in to his dentist for his checkup and cleaning, you know, in November, and they recommended that he go see the orthodontist, they immediately called us. So I thought that was pretty cool because it was something that I had kind of thought was just a lost cause, Um, but it goes to show that that stuff can build over time. So I think that there is value in getting your name just out in the community so that it becomes more of a brand awareness, but being a startup, it's also important that we get patients in the door right away to start treatment because we need that capital up front. We need to be able to see new patients and, you know, 
get the office off the ground. But to me, that was an example of how this stuff does work and that sometimes you just need to be patient. Finally, the social media ads. Like I said, these have been super, super successful in terms of getting patients in the door. And Facebook and Instagram ads are a beast. Um, If you don't really know how to do them well, you can end up spending a lot of money for not very much return. Um, I ended up hiring a company to help us with this and to manage our ads and we were with them for about two and a half months and in that time I felt like I got comfortable enough with it from learning what they were doing and how they were doing it to be able to take it over myself so I am now running all of our Facebook and Instagram ads on my own and that has allowed me to save a significant amount of money and not see a huge dip in the amount of patients that we're getting from them. But the way basically that the ads work is it's not just like a boosted post. It is a messenger campaign ad. So without getting too into Facebook Instagram ads, what that means is the ad is targeted towards getting the prospective patient to send you a message. And then once they send you that message, it kind of takes them through an automated chatbot. And that chatbot helps to collect their phone number and email and set them up with a consultation appointment. So this has been really great for us in terms of collecting lead information. So even the people who don't go through the chatbot to the point where it sets them up with an appointment, we then have their phone number and email to send them a text or email follow-up and just say, hey, you know, I'm reaching out from Emily Funk Orthodontics. Do you have any questions about treatment? I'd be happy to help you schedule a consultation. And people like that and they have been responding to us and it gives them the ability to reach out to us in a less invasive, committed way to find out more information and then once they go through and we can answer some of their questions, then a lot of times it does end up with them booking an appointment. So that has been really great for us. Again, the setup of it is a little complicated, but it's been, like I said, you know, we did as much in just the last quarter in terms of getting new patients in with that that we did with our other two top referral sources for the rest of the year. So this is something that's been huge for us and I'm planning to keep it going into 2023. 
So my main takeaways from this last year and tracking that information are, like I said before, doubling down on the doctor relationships and making sure that our patients are having the best experience. We do offer patients um, a refer a friend discount if they send us a friend then they and their friend will both get money off of treatment. And that has been great to encourage people to send others our way. And then also we plan to continue with the social media ads. One change that I'm making to how we're tracking everything is that I'm now having my office coordinator track not only how many patients are coming into the office for consultations from a given referral source, but also how many of those new patient exams are converting into starting treatment. So I want to be able to track if the new patient exams are qualified leads or if they're just coming in for appointments. So It's great if something is generating a lot of new patient consults for us, but if those consults aren't translating into treatment, then maybe we need to adjust that strategy. So I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think having the data is super important so that you can adjust your strategy as you go because random actions equal random results. So whatever you're doing track it, get as much data as you can so that you can make adjustments as necessary. So I hope that that peels back the curtain a little bit on things that we did for this year and maybe gives you some ideas if you're looking at marketing your own practice. I will say that every market every location is slightly different. So just because something worked well for me doesn't mean that it would necessarily work well for you. I'm just sharing from my experience in this one location with my one practice. But I think something that is universal is tracking the data and using that to adjust as necessary. So I'm sounding like a broken record here, but I can't say it enough track your information so that you know how you can move forward and if something is working well do more of it if something is not working well then see what changes you might need to make so with that i'm gonna close out today's episode and i hope you guys have a great week stay tuned for more if you are liking the podcast it would really mean a lot to me if you could go ahead and give us a review or share it with a friend who you might think is helpful. It just helps the show to reach more people. And that's really my goal here. Help everybody in the best way that I can. So with that, I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye guys. Mm